Good morning and happy Friday. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you on Friday, the 12th of January. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Good morning, everyone, across the SEN network. SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, as we're in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the rest of the week, uh, we've got those of you listening on SENQ, 693 AM in Brizzy. Pick up the phone and tell us what you think about all the biggest storylines around the sporting world on the Suncorp open line, one 1170 Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That number again to call us, one 1170 If you can't listen to us live, of course, you can catch up on the podcast Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on your fav- favourite podcast platform. Uh, and of course, you can find all the podcasts on the SEN app. Today's guests, Jaleesa, we've got footy, I'll call it fo- footy, but then I should call it football, but my, my mind goes to calling it soccer. Anyway, maybe we can ask Andy yeah. what we should call it. Uh, I'll be offensive if I call it soccer, probably. Uh, Andy Harper is coming on the show uh, live on location. It's about 11 o'clock local time to talk the Asian Cup. We've got SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips on the show. Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Mitch Abaya from Sportsbet, Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland, and a very special Jaleesa segment mm. today. Creative juices flowing yesterday, no doubt. Yeah. You come in hot with a segment of your own. Yeah. Good getting, morning. Getting a bit of rugby league um, back into the show. What I, because, you know, we've been talking a lot of cricket, which is fair enough, it's cricket season. Um, but I thought we could maybe talk about, and also, you know, the other thing people always say about people in media, yep. we're so negative. Do mm. you hear that all the time? Uh, you're a positive little lamb. You're probably, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get told that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So get... my, um, my segment is going to be what you've liked about rugby league preseason. So it can be, uh, signing that you like, it can be something that you saw your club do anything, you know, we had a few logo changes. You can like a new logo. Not rarely does that happen, but, uh, anything, anything. The Vegas so build up. Vegas build up, yeah. whatever you want. I'm going to reveal one every half an hour, starting at 6.30. Oh, love that. The drip feed. Uh, cause I've got five. Um, yeah. So tune in. Suspense. I love that. Uh, in terms of what's making news around the globe, starting domestically in the Big Bash last night, the Adelaide Strikers beat the Hobart Hurricanes by eight wickets. They are starting to find their groove. Matt Short looks unbelievable. And they did it without Chris Lynn. The Strikers won the toss and bowled. With the Hurricanes posting 167 runs from their 20 overs and the Strikers chased it down pretty easily in the mm. context of this season. 25 balls remaining. Jake Weatherald, 80 not out from 32 balls. Let's take a listen on SEN Cricket last night at a few of the highlights. Oh, he explodes oh. Oh. into the crowd. Oh. Over mid-wicket, down the race. Oh, oh golly. Oh, my. Now, that might land oh, oh, nearly my. on the roof. <laughs> I reckon it was three feet from going on the roof. It's gone right to the top of the deck. Come on, Jake. Finish it with one. Oh. Off he goes again. Oh, that might be bigger, now is it? Now wait for it. Oh, it's, it's... Look, it's only gone 25 rows back. But <laughs> I tell you what, Brett Jeeves, that is some sort of finale from Jake Weatherall, wow. who finishes with an incredible 80 of 32 deliveries. What an innings. 
Now, the first thing that came to mind when listening to that was there were a lot of O's during that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's excitable. It sounded like a good game. I mean, I was trying to sleep, so sounds like a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, the Adelaide Strikers flying at the right time of year. They jump into the top four. Uh, the Sydney Smash is tonight, and it's a sellout at the SCG. It's going to be an unbelievable so occasion. excited. Yeah, and it, we had a bit of rain around this morning here in Sydney, but it's clearing up, and it was beautiful by the time I arrived in studio here. And we're, we're hopeful that, A, the helicopter show can happen, mm. uh, and then after that we can see some really good cricket. But firstly, there's some bad news on Sixers side of things with Tom Curran, the international superstar, ruled out for the remainder of the Big Bash after after sustaining a knee injury in a last match against the Stars. Mm. The full extent of the injury isn't known, but he's going back to the UK to undergo further testing and treatment. But Didn't get their money out of him. No, for the, many reasons. For the, with the suspension, if you cast your mind back to that. Yeah. What did you think of that at the time? Did you think four matches was... Heavy it was or? definitely on the harsh side in terms of the, yeah, right. the penalty, but I, it was undoubtedly sending a message that any sort of umpire disrespect is not, not on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, knowing Tom, the person, it was, you know, potentially out of character and all of those sort of things. But you're absolutely right when you draft an, an overseas player of the caliber of Tom Curran, you're expecting to not only come out here, but also to win a lot of games for your team. Yeah. And he probably just hasn't had the chance to do that. But a uh, good signal of the depth of the side that it didn't really affect them. The two best teams over a long period of time in the Big Bash, the Sixers and the Scorchers, methodology is build around the best domestic talent mm. and the international players add the flavor, the star factor on top, but they're not essential to winning or losing. Well, you keep thinking with the Sixers, we sort of have that chat every year. Oh, they, they're getting on a bit. Mm. We've been saying that for about three years and the same people are still performing. Yeah, that's very true. So we've got more than 40,000 people expected tonight to watch St Steve Smith and David Warner uh, in that blockbuster at the SCG. Full coverage on SEN tonight. You'll unfortunately have to put up with me calling that game. If you're willing to listen this morning and tonight, kudos to you. Uh, Brian Lara believes Steve Smith will be more vulnerable as an opener, which will embolden the West Indies bowlers. And I don't know if you caught much of the CA11 game yesterday. I You'd have to be a real cricket nuffy to have done so. No, I was caught up with tennis yesterday. Fair enough. Uh, the West Indies bowlers actually showed up and, and impressed me. Oh, really? Yeah, a few a few un who? of the unknowns. Or, I mean, Kemar Roach, Alzari yeah. Joseph, who are a feature of most West Indies bowling lineups in all formats at the moment. They were pretty good. Alzari Joseph can hit those sort of 150k an hour speeds. Yeah, right. But he's very young. And when he came out here last summer, was maybe a little exposed. But Shamar Joseph oh, popped up and... He's bowling fast. It may not be 150 k's an hour, but the talk was he and Alzari Joseph bowling yesterday together, that it was a bit more of the West Indies of old. It was batters jumping around everywhere, bowlers hitting guys. It, so I'm just hopeful that that's what they bring. The, mm. the You know, there's, we're talking nostalgia the other day. Mm. West Indies fast bowlers where every batting group around the the world, we're like, oh God, we've got to play against the West Indies. Mm. No thanks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the NRL, you mentioned it this morning, Jaleesa. There's, we're starting to get a lot more of this now that the preseason has started. And unfortunately, Dragons fans, it's not great news. No. 
Ronald Volkman's time at the Dragons is over and it had not even started. The medical he revealed, um, after he, sorry, he had a medical, it revealed that he needed season ending shoulder surgery and that Dragons hadn't registered his contract with the NRL yet. So there's a bit of a loophole that they won't have to then go on and register that. But a shame for Volkman and on the back of other news that Corey Allen tore his ACL at training on Wednesday. So just dire straits really at at the start before we've even had games played. Yeah. I mean that generally they don't, you've got to get through your medical before they'll, they'll register that contract. But uh, yeah, so disappointing for the Dragons. And I've actually, I've been around the Dragons a little bit before Christmas and I know Dragons fans are very pessimistic about their side at the moment, but I do feel like there's a lot better energy um, with Flano just sort of got the side kind of excited about this season. You've obviously got that Ben Hunt talk about, I mean, six months ago, if you'd said to me, Ben Hunt's going to start the year at the Dragons 2024, I would have said there's no chance. He seems to be all in. Mm. There are still positives there, but that is just something they cannot control. Yeah, we've had a few texts coming in already on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. This one from the Port Macquarie Pearl. Morning team, I like to be positive, but as a Dragons fan, yesterday was not great, losing two for the season. The upside, mm, more room on the team bus. Uh, yeah. And and there's actually quite a bit of salary cap room as well. So uh, there's hope there. Yeah. There's yeah. hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I well, mean, that's all we can say. The players on the market are starting to... Um, you know, shrink a little bit in yeah. terms of who's available, but you've got the salary cap there. Yeah. Uh, in tennis, we've got, well, Alex Diminor, let's start there. He's got a tricky draw. You were all over tennis yesterday. Tell us about it. Yeah. So he's got Milos Reinich, which is, who is the former world number uh, three. Um, he's had a really tough time with injury. He came back, he, just a few years of just various injuries. And then he came back, um, solidly probably I think it was around Wimbledon and then played Wimbledon only got through round one there uh they have played before I think about five or six years ago at the Brisbane International and it mm. was Demonor who beat him uh then but yeah uh, like I mean anyone is going you gotta you're gonna have to beat everyone you have to beat he's yeah. gonna have to beat Novak Djokovic in the semis if that is the way if both their tournaments go that way so yeah. there are no easy games So he has avoided any potential showdowns with the world's top four until at least the quarters, but he faces a tough path to get there. And as you say, Novak in the semis is going to loom large. Did you catch any of, you mentioned you might've been asleep, but did you catch any of Novak in Rod Laver Arena last night? I didn't see any of it. What what was it like? It was just a good laugh. I I mean, I wasn't watching it intricately, but... Uh, I mean, he, he had Steve Smith on the court. He was, he served to Steve Smith where he actually, you know, wasn't like the, the finals on the line and he's trying to serve an ace down the middle, but Steve, you know, did his split step. He got his return <laughs> back and Novak like threw his racket up in the air. He's like, oh, and round of applause, you know, like, yeah. uh, he can obviously play. And then there was a whole heap of other things. He did a race with Peter Bowl. Um, this sounds very entertaining. And they all had, you know, the Madonna mics on, yeah, um, right. Britney Mike. So it was good. You know, it was one of those things where you actually get to see a bit of the personality of these. I love the Australian Open for that. Um, that I've been to all the opens and I feel like the Australian Open is kind of the one that brings a bit of fun. Like yeah. there, you've got those exhibition matches, you've got char- generally a few charity matches that are all a bit of fun. 
Yeah. Um, that you probably don't get in the lead up with the others. So the, a question coming in on the text line, I don't know if you know this, Jaleesa, or not, but morning, who pays for Volkman's surgery and rehab now? The Warriors released him, and given that the Dragons haven't signed him and not registered with the NRL. Yeah. I, my short answer is I don't know because I can't imagine either side is has to do that. Perhaps it comes under the, uh, and I'm just speaking from not knowledge of this situation, but just of what's been going on. The RLPA now have that new player fund, um, where if you look like you're going to, um, be able to play again, but your contract is impacted at the moment, you can apply for, um, like a a hardship. Like a, yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the play injury, uh, fund, so perhaps he can maybe access something through the RLPA. Interesting. Well. Hopefully for Volkman's sake that he gets the support that and, he needs. But and that was one of the big sticking points in the, the CBA negotiations was that was almost the last thing to be finalized. Yeah. Another good one here. Morning guys, Jaleesa, I'll be honest, I haven't heard you on the TV or radio before, <laughs> but I've enjoyed your insight into everything this week. Hope you're back next week. That's well, nice. Thank you. You can uh, catch me on channel seven. <laughs> Just a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also tra- catch Copes on Channel 7, though. Yeah. We haven't run into each other in the building, though. No. No, you're, you're a bit more out on the road, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, you're a bit... You're Talking a bit, rubbish about cricket. You're a big dog. No, that is. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting at level five, you know, <laughs> slaving away at my computer, reading the sport of the day, and you're out having a good time. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I don't do any work. Um, John Millman's time on the tennis court is officially over after he was knocked out of the qualifiers yesterday. 34-year-old, 4-6, 3-6 loss to Alex Malkin. Signaled the end of his professional career. Here's John Millman himself speaking after the loss. Yeah, really special to do it on this court. I've had some really good memories on this court and um, in front of an incredible uh, support. The, you know, you guys come every year. It's been 16 years I've been coming to this tournament and I really just wanted one more go with, um, with mum, dad and Fee and everyone. I had a lot of people who didn't think I'd eventuate too much. Um, I stuck at it. The ones that did think I would are probably all over there and um, yeah, summarise my career. I wasn't good enough to, to win it easy. I always had to leave it out there and yeah, hopefully I I represented that each time I came on the court. I think the Aussies got behind me because um, I was a bit of a battler. Oh, I love that, actually. A bit of a battler. John Millman, I love watching him play tennis, and it was really nice just to hear the authentic nature of what a career can mean to someone. Uh, I think we get a bit brutal with wins, losses. That's mm. who you are to us, but that's the human element as well. Should have been given a wild card. Yeah, we've had that discussion, haven't we, already? Yeah. On the women's side of the things. And yeah, tough for John Millman. But, uh, you know, even being knocked out in the qualifiers, the fact that he was on that court meant yeah. a lot to him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. wonderful to hear. Congratulations, John Millman, on your career. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. We've had plenty of texts flowing in this morning. The Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736 is running hot. Let's start with this. Morning Immortals. That's like me calling Tom Curran a superstar. Uh, (laughs) We've been discussing that this morning. JA, surely the Raiders, this is in reference to your segment that you've brought this morning. (laughs) 
surely the Raiders haven't been in the to- in the news five times already in the preseason. You can't have Zach Hosking signing every half hour from the Iron Bronco. <laughs> that is in reference to the segment I made up this morning. <laughs> yeah. Where we are, we're going to be positive on a Friday and list the things that you've liked about rugby league preseason. The Raiders don't feature in the five that, wow. I've, that I've listed. So each okay. half an hour, I'm going to reveal one of mine from the five. So the first one, Jerome, and this can be anything. So whether it's a player signing, something you've liked about, anything you've liked about your club in the preseason or a player in the preseason. Jerome Luai's press conference, I quite liked yep. because it gave me content on that day <laughs> for Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> but also because it was a bit of a tri- tricky one because obviously the Tigers don't have access to him to the next year. So they can't do a big unveiling or a big signing. The Panthers aren't going to put him up and be like, you know, here we go. Um, look how good this is. Our player, our, one of our star players is leaving. So they're not going to do that. So he called his own press conference and got everything on the table. And his manager said a couple of times now, get all your questions out today because he's not talking about the Tigers for the rest of the year because he just wants to be focused on the Panthers. So I just thought it showed a huge commitment to this year of the Panthers and a awareness of maybe just not having distractions or you just get it all on the table, get on the front foot. Then we will, we will not annoy you. Jokes will be annoying you at some point, but he's <laughs> <Definitely>. tried. <laughs> <laughs> at least he tried. He's yeah. tried, yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's one of those guys that after the whole social media post after Origin, mm. quite probably you would know far better than me, but probably misunderstood on how he oh, yeah. is around his mates, uh, around his teammates, and how he is valued internally versus the public perception after those sort of moments. And the way he treats anyone um, around him, I, I don't agree with the, the social media post. I didn't like the social media post and there's a few other things, you know, that I haven't liked. I can only say, I can only take people on how I deal with them. And Jerome Luai is nothing but polite, generous with his time um, and very respectful. Every question you ask him, he's he's up for it. So... Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of Jerome. I do think he, his public perception is very, very different to dealing with him in person. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's earned that contract on the back of some unbelievable performances in one of the most successful eras of rugby league for the Penrith Panthers. So yeah. good on him. Uh, we've had plenty of texts coming in. This one from Dragon Boy NZ. Hi guys, read Dragon's injuries. The big concern is the lack of halves depth. And no one on the market. Yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. If you're a half, like when, when halves come on the market, you can almost write your own checkbook if you're, if you're half decent, because that's a concern at the Raiders at the moment that I have is that we don't have that, you know, after the departure of Jack White and we don't really have that nice running ball half who's ball running half. (laughs) We knew Ball Ball running half uh, next to Jamal Fogarty. So I feel you. Uh, Dragons fans. I'm in the same boat. Uh, This one, huge shout out to Steve O'Keefe in possibly his last home match tonight. I feel like it's going to get totally lost with the Warner v. Smith show and all sorts of things going on. Uh, That's, yeah, I could not agree more. A a fantastic career. Domestically, played for Australia, but what he has done for the Big Bash and the Sixers within that competition, there's not many players that have had more impact in results, in winning competitions, 
uh, and what he's done for the Sixers faithful. Yeah, he is the least athlete athlete that I have ever dealt with. He's just <laughs> such an order. Like, you know, he's just such a, isn't he though? He's just such a knocker about kind of bloke. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, a great person to deal with and uh, openly spoke the other day in his press conference too about when he was cut from the New South Wales Blues in 2020, which came as a bit of a shock, how he was, in his words, bitter and twisted mm. and uh, that the brutal nature of that really took a toll on him. Um, but that the Big Bash kind of reinvigorated his love for the game. And you can see when you're sitting in the crowd, he by far, even like, you know, obviously Steve Smith, David Warner, they they get everyone cheering for him, but there are always people cheering for Steve O'Keefe whenever the ball goes anywhere near him. It yeah. is, he's going to be really missed. I think he's the boy that cried wolf. I said to him the other day, <laughs> I actually wrote it in the package I did on him. I said, he's the boy that cried wolf because he keeps saying that he's too old to, yeah. to play. Come on, Sock, one more year. Yeah, John what's, Farnham, he keeps saying. Uh, oh, no, year? this is the last one. Yeah, oh, yeah, can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Steve O'Keefe, on a, an amazing career. There'll be some finals to come for the Sixers this year, mm. but SEN's own, he's done a lot of work here. He's been on telly recently yeah. as well. I'm sure there's a big future ahead for Stephen O'Keefe. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers.